This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com. Um, first off, if you need, if you need Bibles, um, Steve's in the back. He'd love to give you a Bible. Please raise your hand. And if you don't have a Bible, um, that's our gift to you. If not, just leave it on the seat whenever you're done. But, um, you know, I was, as I was working on uh, doing my sermon, I had got a ton of encouragement from a lot of different people, and none of them was good, actually, at all. Um, I had called Kyle. I wish, where is Kyle at? I called Kyle Campos, and he, by the way, is probably the worst one to call for encouragement. He told me to, uh, he told me to be quiet, and, well, no, I'm sorry. He said, look over it one more time, pray about it, and be quiet, and, uh, but it wasn't that nice, and so, but that was actually pretty helpful for me. Um, my wife told me to think about everybody out there in their underwear, which I don't even know what that means, but um, that was one encouragement, and then, but the biggest one, honestly, was just the encouragement that I got from a lot of people. There were so many people in this congregation, including, you know, Albert, Anthony Hernandez. A lot of people called me just to pray for me and just to encourage me, and Honestly, that freed me so much to know that I'm not just up here just, just talking, but I'm talking to my community that loves me and that I love so deeply. And it's uh, an absolute blessing and privilege to be up here and to just not even just preach to you guys, but just share what Psalms 119 did to me. Yeah. And so I, I just really, really appreciate this opportunity. And, um, and thank you guys for your encouragement and thanks for loving me and my family. Um, Let's open up with prayer. I think when you start dealing with God's word like this, the, and what we've seen throughout of all um, Psalms this summer is that it demands um, a posture of meditation and just listening. And I think starting out with prayer would only be right um, so that we could prepare our hearts for what we need to do. Lord, I thank you, God, for just the opportunity that I get up to, to get up here and to share and to speak to my family. And I thank you, God, for your word. Um, thank you for Psalms 119, Father, and what it's done in my heart. And today, as we dive into it, Lord, I pray that um, my words would be um, small, but you would become big in them, Lord. And I pray that I would fall in the background and that you would just become so big up here, Lord. I pray, God, that my confidence today would only be in you and the work of Jesus, God. And Lord, I pray, Father, that our posture would be humble, um, that we would, we, would, we would come to your word understanding that it's the life of you, that it's it's, the, it's the, 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 the life of all believers, God, and I pray that um, today that your spirit would penetrate our hearts, God. We would be thankful for your word. We would repent of any way that we used your word to, to validate us or to, to validate the, the gods in us, Father. And so, Lord, I pray right now, God, that your, words would, um, or that your word would come to life, that we would be um, changed, that we would look at the word um, in a whole different way, God, and I pray, Lord, that we would be so sensitive to your voice today, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Um, I really, really enjoyed whenever I found out that we were going to be doing Psalms through the summer because the way that the pastors had framed it was that it was going to be, as we go through summertime, it's obviously hot, but I don't think it's just hot. It's also just a very dry, dry time in a lot of people's lives, and I would say that this summer was was pretty impactful, and I mean it was pretty pretty much like that for me. And so Psalms was incredibly incredibly impactful for me, and um, just the way that we went through it, I think as a church we honestly were shaped more than we realized by Psalms this this summer, and um, the way that we got to you know come together and to um, to pray and to and to meditate, it was just a slowing down of our lives that I think most of us are not used to, and at least for me, you know, life goes by fast. We have 
work, family, we live in a fast culture, and so slowing down and, li- and listening to God's word, I think, is something that's tough for most of us to do, well, at least me, and um, it, was, um, it was just encouraging to go through that. I also loved just how God's timing was, it was so perfect for everything. We went through, at one point, with the widespread of injustices that were going on, we got hit with the perfect psalm during that time, and we got to just be quiet and just cry and um, pray with our black brothers and sisters as things were happening around us, and I don't think it could have been any more timely than that, and then also just to follow that up by Pastor Aaron preaching on uh, repentance, and we got to repent as individuals, but also as a church in the way that we've handled things overall across America, and um, then we followed it up with Pastor Aaron just teaching us to rejoice in all areas of life, to be confident in the, the confident in, in the joy of Christ and in all suffering for us to be able to just find true joy in that. And I think that um, all those, the way that they pair together were perfect. And then we follow it up right now with God's word, which if we believe God's word is true and we believe the life of a believer is, is repentance, um, there's joy, then I think God's word needs to be the foundation of that. And so as we uh, work into, into Psalms, I think that we need to just prepare our hearts um, and understanding um, just what God's uh, trying to show us in his word today. So um, I, you'll notice as I go through this, I break things down very simply, and I'll do it with a lot of options. It kind of reminds me of the way that I talk to my kids. You always give them like three options. You know, it's like one, two, or three, and neither one of them work out. But um, I, um, I want us to have a posture to 119 as we, as we get going on, and that first posture should be humility. Humility. We need to be humble as we, as we come to it, understanding that that this isn't just a textbook. It's not a textbook, but it's God's word, and it shows all of creation. It shows a loving, um, it shows sin, and then it shows a loving God bringing us back into him with Jesus, and then it it talks about future promises, and so we need to have that humble posture as we work into this today, and as we um, approach his word, asking him that he'll shape us through it, and there's so many things that I've learned over this, um, these last two months of, from whenever I found out that I was going to be teaching on it, and it's, it's, really, it's really hit me hard because a lot of the things that I'm going to go over today are things that, are, um, that I struggle with deeply, and if I was to be honest, more times than not, I approach God's word with a heart that's not even glorifying to God, and so going through Psalms 119 was so impactful for me because it really made me do all the things that I don't want to do, and that's one um, die to myself in a lot of ways, too, to believe that um, I have to slow down and hear from God, and those things um, were so evident as we worked through it, and so as I worked through it. So the second posture that we need to have is to make sure that we come to him with thankfulness, thankful that the Lord would even give us his word, that we could study it, and that we can meditate it on it, and that we can get the fullness of who God's character is, and in his word, to be able to even have the the, the ability to just see it and use it through all, it's, it's the compass to all areas of our life, and, and to be just so thankful, and not in the thankful way that, you know, when most of you get raises, by the way, you're not getting raises, that's what you're asking, and uh, it's to not in the way that you get a raise, and then you post on Facebook, you know, hashtag I'm blessed, like very thankful in those moments, but thankful in all areas of life, because God's word is that foundation that we should be pointing to in all areas of our life. Um, and then repentance. I think uh, before we even get into it, we need to be repentive because if we were mostly honest, um, we don't really want God. We just want something from God. And more times or not, for me at least, whenever I come to his word, I'm trying to validate the little God in me or the th- person that thinks that I know what's best. And um, 
having those three things of being humble and just thankful and repentant um, is the only posture that we should have as we come to God's word today. And so uh, make sure, you know, even as we're navigating through this, to just, just continue asking the spirit that he would open up your eyes today. Um, so let's stand and read, God, God, read God's word as we get going. And, and please remember that these are the words of our God. I'm not doing the whole one because, um, again, I think it's pretty hilarious that the elders decided to give me the, the biggest psalm. Uh, I don't know if that was a sense of humor or they're trying to keep me humble, but one of them, it's probably what it is. Um, psalms 119, 34 through 40 is what I want to read, and this is what I'm going to touch on as we move into a few other things, but this is the one that I really want us to uh, dig, dig into. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statues, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I might keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promises that I might be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your rules are good. Behold, I long for your precepts, and your righteousness give me life. You may be seated. So the three things that I took from this on while meditating um, were, the first one is that I really had to take time and just dig into just being re uh, repent, repenting the whole time. That's all I really did was just repent over and over and over again because I felt that I felt broken that I was approaching God's word in such a way that wasn't even honoring to God. But the one thing that I, that I decided to do was just break them down. And I'm sure none of you have ever done this. So I'm, I'm talking to myself when I say this. So don't, if, I'm, if you feel convicted, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, but I think that I'm probably the only one that approaches God's word like this. And the first one is um, I messed up. So that's the only time, you know, you go to God's word is when you've messed up. I messed up, so, man, got to get that week under my belt of reading God's word and just taking that little, you know, nugget because it'll make me feel closer to God. And we do that in some way that, I don't know, we think that we're going to earn ourselves back, that Jesus wasn't good enough or, or that he didn't uh, die for that. And so we approach it in that manner, and I do it often. It's, you know, I messed up, so even as I was reading through Psalms 119, I was like, Man, I was like, that just sounds like he must be talking to me right now. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then the other one is I'm going to do this for you, God, and you need to do something for me. So it's almost like a business transaction that we have, like, like God is your business partner now, and you, or he's, you know, you're, you're making these deposits, and you expect something back from him, and that he needs to do something. And when he doesn't, now we're a bunch of hurt people who are just running around mad at God and angry that he didn't do what we thought he should do, and in that, all we're doing is just trying to use God. We're, we don't want God. We want to use God, and we just want to play it in transactions. And that's the number two thing that I would say that I often do. And the other one is, and this one's my favorite, and again, I don't think any of you have ever done this, but I call it Bible roulette. It's where you spin your Bible open, and you try to find something that will fit into your life, and it'll be a perfect, you're like, this is exactly what the Lord's talking to, talking to me about. I really want to, you know, trying to get through this issue, and I'll, I'll open up, and the Lord will reveal it to me, and typically me, I'm doing it like two or three times, I'm like, that ain't even for me, I know that's not for me, <laughs> he ain't talking to me there, he's talking to somebody else, but I'll go through it, and then, you know, in, in doing that, you're still trying to find little pieces to just add to your life, instead of being shaped and under the rule and reign of God, and what his word does do is, 
we allow, we, we just take little pieces and it's kind of like, okay, I'm good for now, God, I'll come back to you whenever I, you know, need you again. And that was a pretty uh, big one for me. And I'm almost 100% positive that that's where bumper stickers and coffee mugs came from, was doing that right there. That's exactly how they went into it. And we should really consider that as next business plan is to try to just get some coffee mugs and bumper stickers because I could have a ton of those. Um, you know, it, 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 was, it's, it was so evident when I was going through it that these are just things, and maybe they're not that blatant for me, and maybe I don't do it so obviously, but deep down, if I was honest, that is the way that I do approach it, and I had to repent of that and really look at the way that I approached God, and did I really want to be shaped by him, or did I just want to use him? And um, I was talking to Pastor Josh um, last week, and if I wouldn't have said in at first service that, I, that this is his quote, I wouldn't tell you guys that right now. I would just lie and say that it was from me. But this is a quote from Josh, and it's an amazing, amazing quote. And I was saying in first service, I actually sent it to my wife, and I sent her a text, and she was like, oh, my God, that's good. Is that from you? And I really wanted to say it was me, so I waited like 15 minutes to respond so she could think it was me. And then I was like, no, nah, that's Pastor Josh. That was, that was Josh. It wasn't me. And she's like, oh, that's good. I was like, yeah. But this, <laughs> but this is, honestly, I feel like, and I think this is going to be the way that Josh navigates through next week. But this is honestly just, it, it just let it really sink in because I think that this is how we do approach things. Too often we study the Bible the same way we look at social media and process the news. Rather than letting it shape us, we hunt for and heart the comments and posts that validate our views. Um, I think that that, that's, that right there is, is very um, common in when I was working through this and I was revealed in my own heart and growing up I came I, I well I did grow up in I guess somewhat of a church setting I grew up in a very um, legalistic um, it was very uh, works-based style um, church and actually um, Pastor Aaron was my youth pastor and he could be the one to blame for my theology um, but he was my youth pastor and you know I remember working through what it looked like I just remember looking and, and, and looking back now, and it was so much that you had to do to earn God's, uh, to earn a place in God's, I guess, heart. And I would, I would always approach scripture like that, and, and it actually pushed me away from the church for a lot of years because of that legalistic uh, works mentality kind of thing, because you never felt good enough. You never felt good enough at all. And I remember um, after I, I got back from the military, and a lot of you know my story that I struggled massively with uh, PTSD, I got very uh, bad into drugs. My life was uh, pretty much a mess. And uh, I remember I just started dating my wife, and two months into it, she got pregnant. And I did not know what to do, but I knew that I needed to try to, like, add some pieces to my life. And coming into, coming from a legalistic mindset, I was like, man, I really probably need to tithe. I need to, like, read this book and do this. And I remember calling Aaron, and I hadn't talked to Aaron in years. I hadn't talked to Aaron in years. We had kept contact for most, mostly just through Facebook. And and this was about, yeah, now six years ago, and I called Aaron, and I remember telling him, I was like, yo, what's up, dude? I was like, you know, I got my girlfriend pregnant, and the honest truth was the main reason I wanted to come back in tithe was because I really wanted a boy. I needed a boy. I was like, can't be having a girl, you know what I mean? So I needed to have a boy, so I remember calling Aaron, and I was like, dude, I was like, bro, I need to find a place to tithe. I need to, he's like, well, you can tithe here. You can tithe, we'll take your money. He's like, but we're, why don't we learn God? Why don't we learn what his word does? And why don't we learn to be calm and hear from him and see what the spirit leads you to, to what life looks like? Why don't we do that? And I remember spending months and months with him and Josh, and they would just pour into me the truths of God. And for the first time, it was freeing that I didn't have to approach God's word like that. And it wasn't just 
a devotional thing, but it was truly being shaped by his word and who he is and the character of God. And his spirit started moving in me. And that was probably one of the most impactful and freeing things of my, of my life to know and to see the true God of the Bible. Um, and then the next thing that I worked through on this um, when I was meditating on Psalms 119 was clinging to his word. Um, I love how the author says this. And if you look at verse 25, it says, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. And we see throughout all of scripture, God talks about um, he creating us from the dust and how life, he breathes life into us. And so we, 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 we see that, that in that what the, what the author is asking for is that, that, that the word would be his life and that we would cling to it. And most of us know what that's like to live out life and just praying that you would just cling to him and not be left to yourself. And, and that was probably so freeing to me when I realized that just how much God loves me and that he's the one who breathes life into me through his word. Um, and so the prayer that I wanted at that, at going through this that I kept praying for is that I would just know his word better, that I would know him, that I would devote myself to him, that I would, I would get that to where that clinging becomes more of a hugging to almost more of a squeezing of God's word. And, um, and I know how, how often and how easy it is for me to wander. So really being able to, to, to work through that and see the spirit reveal things to me was, was extremely encouraging. And the one thing that I really got hit hard on when I went through it was I found myself saying, saying to myself, what if I was as passionate about God's word as I was about the idols in my life? Um, what if I spent more time, resources, and energy loving and being shaped by God's word rather than putting the passion and everything that I do into things that don't even fulfill me at all? And verse 32 says, I will run away with your commandments when you enlarge my heart. And gosh, that was so, I, 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 I think I called you, Aaron, right away when I, when I was like, my goodness, I was like, how beautiful would that be if we were completely filled with the desires that God has given us, and it enlarged our hearts so much that the outflow response is just to be thankful, just to be thankful. Um, and so I also put a few things together, and, and, and just some questions that I asked myself as I went through it, is I said, what would it look like if we really prayed for our hearts to be saturated and enlarged, by, and enlarged by God's truths? Like, what would that look like in our lives? And I think some things that I came up with was we would navigate with hope and joy through all suffering. Yeah. Any kind of suffering, anything that we go through yeah. would be, it would be just such a different approach if, if we could really have our hearts enlarged by God and shaped by what the Lord is do, does in us through his word. Um, we would probably love those around us much better. We wouldn't place value like we do. And even with we see, again, with the, all the racist and all the systemic things that we have in our country, I think we wouldn't put value on people the way that we do, and we would love much better. I put this one down just as a side note because um, I'm sure my wife would love this one too, is I would probably be a better spouse. I would probably <laughs> love my wife the way that um, Jesus did, and I think that, um, that as a... Uh, as a community, I think we would, uh, we would care much deeper than how we do. We would look to display God's truths even more. So all areas of our life would be so compass. It would, it, the, the word would be the compass that it would, it would navigate through every area of our life and every way that we love, the way that as a church, the way that we approach things, the way that we, the way that we care for each other, the way that we um, spend our time. We would be more generous. We would probably be more loving to other people. Um, and this is something that really was... Um, this is something big on my heart. It's a, it's a huge passion that I have. I, I've had the privilege of being in tapestry now for, um, what are we going on, guys, three years now? 
three years, and um, I wondered what it would look like if we dwelled on God's word for the injustices that go on. And going through tapestry, I've had the privilege of walking through with Wes and Wayne, um, Jim and Emily, people of other races, and I've seen the brokenness of what um, what they've went through. I, I've seen it. I, I've, I've felt it. I, I think that in some ways I, I don't understand it, but I've but I think I've been broken by it. And so I wonder what would it look like if we were to be so enlarged with God's word that we would apply that to even all these areas like that. And so I think we would start looking at our brothers and sisters as more of image bearers rather than just a person of a different color. And I think we would stop pulling for power and stop using our privileges to elevate ourselves over others, but it would lead us to humility and it would be humble approaches on those. Um, the one thing that I, I absolutely love and I get to see it so closely, too, is I love how Pastor Aaron constantly uses this platform to elevate others. He's constantly working through what can it be like to, um, to, to, to show and to use the platform that he has that God would be most glorified in, and even just other leaders that he's rose up in here. And um, I really was, 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 that was a big, that was big going through that for me. And, I, and the Lord really hit me with this the other day on that. And, and just what it would look like if we applied that to all the injustice and if the gospel was truly at the center of that all. What if we clung to God's word for our marriages and the way that we work? I, um, one of my biggest things that we do, and we put out a series of it, and this is not me marketing, by the way. We put out a series of videos on why work matters and different things um, for our company and um, vocation, the gospel is a massive uh, passion that I have in my, in, my, in my heart. And I love how you see throughout scripture that God's a hands-on working man. And he creates us with his hands and, and he wants relation with us. And so work and, and, and the gospel is just, it's, I love it. I love the way that the word calls us to do it. I love how it, um, it shows and reveals that God's glorified in our work and that work really matters. And it love even how the word gives us hope in it that it's not just you know, after the fall and sin and how it's just painful, but there's true joy and beauty in working. Um, and so I wonder what that would look like if we were to meditate on God's word on how we can be better employees and how we can be better um, workers. I know um, going through Surge uh, this past year, Albert talked about what the, what the gospel and vocation did in his life. And so what if we really, really were shaped by God's word in the area of, of just even work and how would that look and how would people look at us as believers and workers in this community? Um, we must believe that God's word is a compass for every area of our life, every area of our life. There's not one area that it's not. It's just, the, just like the gospel. If the gospel is not good for every area, then it's not good at all. And the God's word needs to be the compass that navigates us through everything, especially in the culture that we're living in now. And I know there's so many ways we have to weave in and out of political things and racism and, and what this looks like and what that and parenting and how that's going. But the Lord ha or the word has to be the compass for every area of our life. So the next thing that I hit on was, that, that hit me, was God's word shapes us. And verses 9 through 16, I think the author's asking that question, and I think that he's seeing through it what it looks like to keep his commandments and his testimonies and what that, how that outflow works. And so it starts in verse 9. It says, How can a young man keep his ways pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all your riches. I will meditate on your precepts and I will fix my eyes on your ways. 
I will delight on your statutes. I will not forget your word. So the one thing that I really, really could relate this to was um, that if we believe that God's word's true, then we need a desire to know more of it and mo know more of him. And it's similar to a lot of what most of us married people have went through or dating that you don't really get to know the person until you start dating them. So you start spending time with them, devoting yourself to them, disciplining yourself to get to know them even more. It's a process that takes time. And the more that we can commit ourselves to God's word in this way, the more we'll know the beauty of his character, the love of who he is, the way that he cares for us and the way that he's done it throughout of all of scripture. And I just thought to myself, I was like, man, what if I really viewed it in that, that I'm trying to get to know this God more and I'm trying to understand who he is. And again, it's the same way, even through, our, even the, even through my marriage right now, um, you know, we're always constantly trying to get to know each other more and you fall more and more in love. And then sooner or later, the word becomes more of a desire to want to know him even more rather than some duty that you have. Now, this right here is a quote by me, um, and I am quoting myself, which I, I, need, I need to make sure we get some amens. Last service was weak on it. It was, I mean, and wherever Josh is, he can use this next week if he wants. Um, so, again, I need amens this time. Aaron, you didn't even give me one last. No, you didn't. That's not true at all. Okay. Um, we don't just come to get what we want to apply to our lives in that moment, but we spend constant time with him and under his work so he shapes us into who he has promised to make us conformed into the image of Christ. Amen. Yeah. I told him at first service, I was like, there's so many things that I really wanted to do, and I always said, if I ever get the chance to preach, like certain things like call the band out whenever you want, you're like, one more song, give me one more song, or, <laughs> you know, or say something again and be like, I don't think you guys are really listening to me right now, so... You know, and you got to do that Pentecostal voice, too. Um, but you know what, though? That, that really uh, is true. And I think here's a, here's a few things that I believe a heart shaped by God's word looks like. So the outflow of what it looks like. It's one, it doesn't give us a bigger head, but a bigger heart. It doesn't teach, it doesn't make us just people who are reading a textbook for more knowledge, but it, uh, it, it, it uh, pushes us to apply it to every area of our life. And so it doesn't give us a bigger head, but it gives us a bigger heart. We realize how sinful we are, but also how loved we are. And so it doesn't lead us to just walking around like, man, I'm really sinful, I'm just a mess, I'm, I'm dumb, nobody likes me, God hates me. But it leads us to understand that we are sinful, we are broken, but there's still a loving God who's graciously shown us time in and time again his love for us and the way that he sent Jesus. Um, we get God. We actually get God. We don't just get something from God. We don't get a little nugget. We don't get a little bumper sticker, but we get God. We get all of God. We get a spirit. We get, we get the calming voice that we hear that's leading us to, to be even more loved by God. Amen. And we, it changes our desires, not just our behaviors and symptoms. So it doesn't just push us to kind of pluck away at the surface level things, but it really, really digs in and it grabs those core things out and it makes the duty and the things that were not intriguing to us more desirable and you fall deeper and deeper in love with God and then you get to enjoy all those beautiful things inside of a community it fixes our eyes on Jesus to navigate through life so if we believe that that the word is what it is and that it's true it navigates through every, every area of our life a heart changed by God's word will not bring perfection but reveal the perfection we need in Jesus so that was one thing that that I really realized is that 
knowing more of this word wasn't going to bring me perfection. It was going to continue reminding me of the, repent for the repenting I need to do, the thankfulness, but it also would make Jesus so much more beautiful in my life. So um, as we get to this last slide and Kyle can come out, man, I wish I could see the band. Like you really be like, and the band can come out now. I've always wanted to do these things, you know, and I can't even do it because it's just Kyle here now. Um, he got mad at me last time. I was like, dude, when I say come out, come out. He's like, what do you, how fast do you want me to get there? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> thank you. As, um, you know, as we come, as we come to an ending right now, um, and we move into a few uh, songs, and I think the songs are just amazing. We're going to go into a good father because he is a good father, and he's a good father because he uh, loves us, and he gave us Jesus to bring us back in relationship with him. Um, and then we go into praying that the Lord would just give us a sense of him and that we would learn to hear, hear his voice. And right now as we come together as a church to do communion, I don't want us to just come up here and, and just take communion. Take some time, sit in your seats, pray, pray with one another, and let's have a heart of repenting and asking that what we, what we do when we come to these tables will come true. Because this is, this right here, if we believe God and Jesus is, is what he is, then this right here is, is our life. This is, this is for the believer right here. And so whenever we come up right now and we break bread, let's keep in mind that John 1.14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory of, the, of, of only the Son from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. And that this is right here the word. This is the blood of Jesus. This is the life. And so as we come up today, let's have that posture of repenting, um, taking in God's um, blood in, in, in his body so that we can learn to grow and be shaped more into the image of Christ. So um, let's come up together, church. The tables are open. This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com.